welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Matt Strong and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to episode uh hold on hold on i know it oh, no. episode 72 72 72 oh my gosh we're almost to 100 yes as we've been telling you throughout all of the episodes this month which is the month of may we are recording all of these in april the last week of april so mm-hmm. if i am confused about which number episode we're on that's why because Alyssa's forcing me to take a maternity <laughs> leave, even though I've said multiple times, no, I'm just going to continue the podcast. She's like, oh, we need to stack up like all these episodes. We need to just like you just sh- she's not taking no for an answer, which is honestly very HR. Yeah. So like, I understand. Look, isn't that what you want out of your HR representative? You don't want that bitch that's like, oh, you just popped out a kid. Great. See yeah. you tomorrow at the office. Right. Come on. At least take a month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been nice because we're recording in a studio. Oh, it's so nice. It feels like just luxury. It's so much easier because when we're recording at our houses, what we do, it's very bootleg. I don't know if we've fully talked about this on the pod before, but what we do is I have an iPad that is a work iPad that I'm not supposed to take home, but (laughs) my laptop will crash if I have Zoom running at the same time as Audacity, which is the free recording software that Natalia and I use because it's a bootleg operation. And so I'll have my like work iPad. So it says HR is calling you whenever I call Natalia. And then we can only record in 20 minute increments. Otherwise, like our computers will crash. Yes. And then on top top of that you have two separate audio files yeah because we're not in the same room yeah so then we have to put together these two audio files and make it sound like they're right and it doesn't work all the time no sometimes there's like a delay or whatever so then we have to go back through and edit minute by minute to make sure it sounds like we're having like a normal conversation right and especially because as i'm sure everyone knows because zoom has been so prevalent during the pandemic sometimes you're talking to someone on zoom and you think that your words are coming in at the same time. But then but I'll not. I'll listen to the audio back and it's like Natalia says something to me. I'm silent for 10 seconds yeah. and then I'm like, ha, 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 ha. I know because like, that's how Zoom works. Yeah. Like, if there's a delay, it still records everything you're saying. And then as soon as it has power, it sends it. So sometimes it'll just like send you saying something really, really fast to me. I'm, I'm sure everyone knows you guys are humans. You've, you're <laughs> soon, right? Are you guys humans? Who listens to this podcast? But the point is that it adds a lot of extra steps where if we're in a studio, we just record what we're saying. And I'm sure you guys might have noticed the quality of these episodes have both gone up and down (laughs) because we're not editing what we're saying as much. So I'm leaving in like all the ums and likes and little tripping over my words and stuff. You know what? It just adds a little personality flair. Um, I and I just said, um, right now, as you were saying that, I was like, I got to work on my ums. And then I said it. (laughs) Well, shit. Yeah, it adds personality. What if we were perfect and actually we're doing this to be more relatable to you guys? Whoa. Yeah. I also feel like this podcast is very meta. I saw mm-hmm. somebody left a five-star review for us on iTunes. By the way, if you guys haven't done that yet, we have 635 star oh reviews. And I would like to get to 700 because that's like a nice round number. <laughs> I like I like it better. You guys, listen to Alyssa. She needs this. Please. My God, do I need this? Yeah, yes. Please give us some reviews. Yeah. It really helps us out. I don't know how it's going to help us out yet, but I have this feeling that once we get to a thousand and if we win the Shorty Award, 
Wow. Oh, wait. But by the time you guys are listening to this, we'll know whether or not we won or lost. Yeah. Wait, I, I totally went off topic. What I was going to say is I feel like this podcast is very meta because I was reading a review that somebody left us and they were like, oh, I love that this podcast talks about the difficulties of podcasting because I was actually able to start my own podcast through like learning from them of like what is difficult and what is easy. Wow. I know. Should we start gatekeeping the podcasting process because like we're going to create competition for ourselves? You know, <sighs> you guys fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling you how to make a podcast, but also we are because this is all that's like ever going on. It's such a struggle to get these episodes out. I was late getting here today, but I saw something very interesting on what? my way here. I was driving ghost? to this mm, possibly. It was a man uh, on a one of those electric scooters, like, like a lime a scooter. Yeah, a bird scooter. And he was dressed as Abraham Lincoln. What? And he was by himself. <gasps> and he was just scooting down the sidewalk. He was dressed as Abraham Lincoln? Yes. Or was it somebody who that their style was just Like that? an Amish person? Um, yeah. Well, or like an I don't Orthodox think... Jew? Okay. No, it was definitely not an Orthodox Jew. It, I don't think it was an Amish person either because I don't think they're allowed to be on those electric scooters. Are they? If you're Amish and you're listening to this, let us know. I think they could do whatever they want. What if he was like a hip hop Amish? He had a very tall Abe Lincoln hat on. For sure. Abe Lincoln, like a stove mm-hmm. pipe hat. I don't know. Maybe you just saw Abe Lincoln's doppelganger. Shout out to the episode Alyssa did <laughs> on doppelgangers where we talked about that people have doppelgangers and Abe Lincoln has doppelgangers. That's, that's also, right. shout out to the time travel episode we did a few episodes <laughs> back. It could have been anything, really. It really could have been anything. Sorry, guys. I'm coughing. I'm tr- also getting out a throat lozenge. So if you hear this in the background, ASMR. ASMR. Natalia just told me as we were on our way up here that she is having contractions yeah. right now. Yeah. I, so, okay. Here's the deal about giving birth coming from someone who's never done it. Right. <laughs> You have contractions, which are like your uterus basically flexing itself to like prepare for birth. Okay. And like push the baby down towards your pelvis and eventually the contractions are strong enough to push it out. They push the baby out. Okay. In combination with a bunch of other stuff. But that is like the TLDR. Yes. Exactly. So your body, like before you go into labor, starts this process of flexing your uterus and pushing the baby down. Like it could be months ahead of you giving birth. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Some people start experiencing this like, quote, false labor in their second trimester. Now, what a nightmare. Yeah. To just feel like you're in labor for months. Well, that's what you're telling me. Yes. But they're not as painful as real labor. Oh, okay. And so when most people go into labor, obviously, it's different for everyone. But the textbook thing that happens is like you start having these contractions. They're whatever. Some of them go unnoticed, maybe even maybe they're like once every few days and then they start getting closer together and then they start getting more painful and they start getting like (sighs) like a serious like you can't nothing you do stops them and then that's when you know you're in real labor and then soon after that you like your water breaks you have a baby hopefully i don't know 
So, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, but like I have been having these contractions and it kind of just feels like I'm getting tased. I don't know how to, else to describe it. Oh, but Well, that doesn't sound pleasant at all. Yeah, but like I'm trying to reframe my brain on like pain, you know? Right. Like, I'm telling yeah. myself that it's not pain. I'm just feeling like energy. That Yeah. I yeah. also feel like women are very good at gaslighting ourselves. <laughs> so like, no, that's not pain. That's just all in my head. But I thought about it. I weighed the options as I was driving here and I was like, if I am going into labor, I'm going to fucking finish this episode because this is the last episode we have to do before we take a break for a month. And you know what? I think that that merits a donation. Right. Or will you guys just buy a pen? Because we have to get rid of these enamel pens. So please buy them. Or please follow me on my Instagram, my personal Instagram. <laughs> I've been begging you guys for months to follow. It's at C Aminals, S E A A M I N A L S. I keep losing followers because I was posting like sexual pregnancy photos that my friend Lydia <laughs> took. But here's the thing, guys YOLO. Yeah. You only live once. You only get pregnant a couple times. Document it. <laughs> right. Yes, I would really appreciate that. Thank I'm you. Sorry, guys. my throat is out of fucking control. I can see Alyssa suffering, so I'm trying to like carry the team for us both. So <laughs> I I'm don't like- have COVID, you guys. I have an autoimmune disease, and some it affects your vocal cords. And I'm taking medication for it. I'm very sorry. I'll go ahead and get um, our donation. Thank you. Started. Yeah. Thank how's you. That? Yes. All right. Zoe S. Martha S. Jonathan M. Sarah B, Haley U, Rachel G, Kat C, Kelly M, Kinsley M, Benjamin S, Lance C. Thank you guys so much for donating. Woo, 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 woo. Really appreciate it. I see a lot of 420s in there. I see a lot of $6.66. So thank you guys. We really love those. Yes, we do. Yeah. And I would like to thank Sydney B, Marley S, Nadine, Alex D, and Rebecca H. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you guys. Thank you so much. Literally. Uh, and Alex D sent us $69 and said a belated 420 gift. What? Thank you, Alex. Thank we you. really, really appreciate that. Hell to the yeah. And where can they donate to us, Natalia? As they can, I have a coughing fit. <laughs> they can Venmo me at Nat Strawn or they can paypal.me slash Nat Strawn or they can cash app me. My thing is at dollar sign Natalia Strawn or you guys can go to www.letsgethaunted.com in the upper right hand corner. There's a button to donate to us, which will go to Alyssa's Kofi page and you can donate a glass of holy water that is correct which we desperately need we do need a lot of holy water uh you can also venmo me at dog mom usa and since natalia shouted out her personal instagram i'll shout mine out it's at the al terry mm-hmm. t-h-e-a-l-t-e-r-r-y or you can find me at on twitter at dog mom usa i'm trying to get the at dog mom usa on instagram but it's some like wholesome midwestern mom mm. That's just living her life. And I DM'd her and I was like, can I buy it from you? And she didn't understand what I was saying. So, Oh, my God. How much would you buy it for? Not very much because I don't have very much. But I would be like, I don't know, maybe like 100 bucks. I think that's good. Go for it, a hundred dollars. A Midwestern mom. What does she have to lose? She has Dog Mom USA. That's her identity. Okay. Think about how important that is to her. Also, she sells hats that say dog mom on them. So I do feel like this is an integral part of her. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's an influencer. She's a dog mom 
influencer from the United States of America. Okay, but not to sound judgmental, the <laughs> likes are are not proportionate to her followers. And normally, you guys, when that happens, it means that you bought your followers. Well, then she's got money to burn. She yeah, doesn't care. That's right. You got to up it up to like at least $700. <sighs> and then I was thinking like dog underscore mom underscore USA, but that's gross. I don't like that. What if you were mom dog USA? <laughs> USA mom dog. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have a better idea? Put it in our comments. That's right. <laughs> and is there anything else that we have to say before we get into this episode, Natalia? I know we only have this podcast studio reserved for like an hour 15 more. Yeah. I think we better get into this episode. I'm ready. I'm ready to hear all about it. Okay. Hopefully I'm done coughing. Yeah, I feel really bad for you because I know this episode is about something that triggers you specifically. Oh, God. Is it about airplanes? Uh, Worse, actually. Is it about death? Oh, yeah. Oh. So, um, I want to go ahead and give a trigger warning. You guys, as you know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about a lot of things that do involve death. And I, first of all, I got to say, if you're going to get angry at listening to a podcast called Let's Get Haunted because you right. can't deal with death. <laughs> Look, how do you get ghosts? Yeah. Someone's got to die. Yeah. So if you guys can't handle that truth, that level, if you're not ready to um, put that in your brain, then got to say, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go ahead and get started. Death. It's the only thing we know for sure happens after life. Yet, it's the single greatest mystery. Death is what we spend our entire lives trying to avoid. Yet, death is the only condition we're all certain to experience. Why? What is it about death that pushes humanity to avoid it so much? And when it comes our turn to die, which it most certainly will one day, Will we go into that great unknown with our dignity intact and our heads held high? Or will we be afraid? It is said that when it comes our turns to die, we must do it alone. But what if that's not true? What if death comforts you in your final moments here on Earth, sitting with you and supporting you as the life leaves your body, patiently waiting to accompany your soul to the next chapter? Or is death more sinister, here to drag you to hell or beyond? God, I hope not. What if death isn't just the absence of life, but a personification of death itself? Alyssa, have you ever heard of the Grim Reaper? I have, and we talked about this in our last listener story, but that listener story of that guy that works in an ambulance that said he has watched people die and seen them talking to something that is not there. Mm -hmm. That like that still freaks me out. I think about that all the time. And I think it's the Grim Reaper. Right. I know. And I couldn't get that out of my mind either, which is why I had to do some research for this episode. For this episode, I'm going to be looking into the existence of the Grim Reaper as a real entity. Ooh. Does the Grim Reaper claim lives? Does the Grim Reaper warn us of an impending doom? Or does the Grim Reaper assist us to the great beyond? For this episode, I will be reading some personal accounts from people who have had encounters with entities that they describe as the personification of death. God. I will also be looking at photos and videos which were taken of death itself. No. 
I'm glad you put the trigger warning at the beginning and let me know what was going on because isn't it ironic that I am very triggered by death, but yet I do this podcast and I love this podcast. <laughs> Someone was saying yesterday, actually, they're like, do you like horror movies? And I was like, no, I fucking hate jump scares. Like I'm stressed out the whole time I'm watching a horror movie. I, it's like an event for me to go to a horror movie. Like, and I leave feeling like, wow, I'm stronger. Like it was a big deal for me to uh -huh. go through that. People are like, why you're into this haunted podcast? And I think it's because there's like a control, right? Like oh, absolutely. I can choose what I'm taking in. Right. And I'm also coming from a position of power. Like, I'm going to put you. I can control the stuff. narrative. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. On my podcast. Well, I love horror movies. I am terrified of death. I don't want to <laughs> die. I know it's inevitable. And that <laughs> freaks me the fuck out. All right. So death as a being or a personified force has been depicted throughout humankind across multiple cultures. And in our Western culture, death is often referred to as the Grim Reaper. Alyssa, do you know what the Grim Reaper looks like? I picture when I think of the Grim Reaper, it's like a skeleton man. It's almost always a man. Whenever it's in a cartoon, it's like talking. Mm -hmm. It's a skeleton man, but you can't see its face. It has like this long black cloak on. You can't see its feet, but its little bony fingers come out of its cloak and its face is just like all black and hooded. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm going to show you a photo that I have here of the Western. Oh, yep. And he's Grim carrying Reaper. the scythe. So that right there is a Western Grim mm -hmm. Reaper found all over North America, the continent. Yes, not the country. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what you can expect to see when you see a Grim Reaper. So it's exactly yeah. what I just described skeleton with no face uh, in a long black cloak holding a giant scythe. So why do you think that the Grim Reaper looks the way it does, Alyssa? Well, I would assume that it's a skeleton because when you die, your body decomposes and all that's left are bones. Mm -hmm. And then the long black cloak to me reminds me of like a priest cloak almost. Like it seems to be religious to me. And then the scythe is just a very dangerous farming instrument. So I think <laughs> you could definitely kill yourself with one of those. Well, there you're you've got some interesting points there. Okay. So were that, any of them correct? Yeah. Well, it's correct. <laughs> it's hard to say correct because it's like what is correct, right? right? We're talking right. about like a fluid idea of the mm -hmm. personification of death. So a lot of people have a guess as to why the Grim Reaper looks this way, but the Grim Reaper first appeared in the way that we're talking about it in the 14th century of England during the Black Plague. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So apparently everyone had death on their minds at that time. And we're not really sure if the Grim Reaper was more of an idea or an actual entity, but it starts popping up all over England in the 14th century. So some people believe that the Grim Reaper is a representation of death because, like you said, skeletons are symbolic of death because they represent the human body after it decayed. And the robe, just like you said, is thought to be reminiscent of robes that religious figures of the time wore when they were conducting funerary oh. services, which I didn't know. And honestly, that's so super scary. Yeah, that's way too haunted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we weren't born in the, what what did you say this is? 1400th century. Oh, England. 14th century. Yeah, no. And the scythe represents agricultural practices of the time, like you said. But instead of it just being a really dangerous <laughs> in instrument, it's because harvesters use scythes to reap or harvest crops that were ready to be plucked from the earth. And that's oh, kind of what happens yeah. 
when we die were plucked from this earth. You guys couldn't see me, but I looked very triumphant for just a few (laughs) seconds. Now that you've said that, that makes much more sense than it just being a dangerous tool you could murder someone with. Yeah. Makes sense. You're you're cutting down the healthy grain Mm -hmm. and its life is over. Right. Yeah, it's super satisfying. (laughs) ASMR. (laughs) Cutting down the souls of humans. And the next hour of this podcast will just be us using scythes (laughs) to cut down various things in this podcast studio. So additionally, the Grim Reaper as uh, a nomenclature was not even mentioned until 1847, which is pretty recent. That's super recent. And the Grim Reaper as a personification of death or as a concept has been around for millennia. So even though we just started calling it the Grim Reaper in 1847, there has been mythology throughout time across all of humankind that deals with entities which are have a lot of similarities with our Western Grim Reaper. I'm going to tell you about some of those today. Any thoughts before we get started? I'm actually very, very excited for this episode. Some of my favorite episodes are historical, educational stuff that like I wouldn't normally look up on my own. Like I loved your UB65 episode because that's something that I just would never look up. And so this one, I'm very excited to hear about. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you, this episode's going to start very educational, and then it's going to go fucking off the rails. Well, that's it wouldn't be a Let's Get Haunted episode <laughs> if it didn't go off the rails at some point. So in some mythologies, the Grim Reaper actually causes victims' death by coming to collect that person. So just by the Grim Reaper appearing, it forces you to die. And then other people believe that the Grim Reaper shows up to fend off death. So the Grim Reaper is actually there to warn you of impending doom. And you can actually even talk with him and like bribe him into not taking you to the other side. Yeah, that's like in The Sims. When the Grim Reaper comes for your sim and then the other sim, if you have like a two sim household, you can use the one that's not laying on the ground dying. You can like go beg for... Yeah, beg for mercy. For mercy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's super right. I yeah. forgot about that. Wow, The Sims. Shout out The Sims. What a dark game. Very enjoyable, though. <laughs> if you didn't drown your Sim in the swimming pool by getting rid of the ladder, did you even play The Sims? You're right. I've yeah. done that before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I hated when they cried about the fucking water on the ground next to their cheap shower. Yeah, like, I'm like, bitch, you can't afford it. Get a better job. I this know. is what we're dealing with. And then they cry because they don't want to go to work. Right. And then they cry because I make them practice their charisma in the mirror (laughs) for hours on end. You know what? It's just like real life. (laughs) So there's other beliefs that the Grim Reaper severs the ties between the soul and the body and guides the deceased to the next world without having any control over when or how the victim dies. He's just basically like, oh, a soul has appeared. It is my job in this hierarchy of entities to go take the soul and guide them to the next life. And in many mythologies, including Anglo-American, death is personified in male form, like you said. Yeah. But in others, I was very surprised to find out that death is a female. Oh, that's much more comforting to me. Yeah. And what is so compelling about the Grim Reaper being a real entity is that every culture has their own mythology or story about the personification of death. I chose a few here to highlight. So in Hellenic times, death was not represented as evil because the ancient Greeks found death to be inevitable. So they're like, 
it can't be evil because it's just a part of life, right? Right. So according to this blog I found by IamTheSoulKeeper.wordpress.com. Shout out. I know. Shout out to Soul Keeper. I know. And like what could be more credible than someone who's <laughs> literally a soul keeper? Yeah, he is the Grim Reaper and he's just telling you about his life. Exactly. Yeah. Death is often portrayed as a bearded or winged man in Greek culture, but it's also been portrayed as a young boy. And death, or thanatos, is the counterpart of life, death being represented as a male and life as a female. Death's twin brother is named Hypnos, and he's the god of sleep. And he's typically shown with his brother, and he's represented as just being really gentle, even though he's death. And his job is to escort death to the underworld, Hades. He then hands the dead over to Sharon, who is the man that has that boat that carries them over the river Styx, which separates the land of the living from the land of the dead. And it's believed that if the ferryman doesn't receive some sort of payment, then the soul is not delivered to the underworld and would be left by the riverside for a hundred years. Oh, that's like that's purgatory then, right? Could be. You're just know. stuck there on this shore watching other people get to cross over into death. And you're just like, oh, my ancestors didn't bury me with two pennies. So I guess I'm <laughs> fucked for the rest of my life. Yeah. Or if you really don't like someone and you're just like, you know what? I don't want this person to like suffer for eternity, but for 100 years. So yeah. let's just not <laughs> give them anything to go to the ferryman. So Thanatos's sisters were spirits of violent death. And these People were super haunted. They basically just like float over battles or like plagues or giant accidents and find these souls that have died and then feed on them. Oh, that's so creepy. But alternatively, they're also sometimes described as war spirits that fly over battlefields during conflicts and they choose people to be slain. So in one translation, they have nothing to do with it. They just feed on the dead. And in the other Mm -hmm. translation, they're causing it, which is kind of like a Grim Reaper. Right. And the sisters were portrayed as evil, often feeding on the blood of the body after the soul had been escorted to Hades. They had fangs and talons and would be dressed in bloody garments. Now, in Celtic folklore, we have this thing called the Anku. And the Anku is the spirit of the last person that died within the community. And they appear as this tall, haggard figure with a wide hat and long white hair or a skeleton with a revolving head who can see everyone everywhere all the time. The Anku drives a deathly wagon or a cart with a creaking axle, and the cart or the wagon is piled high with corpses that they've taken. And a stop at a cabin means instant death for all of those people who are inside. And here's a photo of the Anku. You want to describe him? Yes. Natalia is showing me two drawings. The one on the left yeah, this looks really fucking cool. You know what it looks like to me? The Lone Ranger, but a skeleton. Doesn't it also look like that thing from Pirates of the Caribbean, that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Captain Barbosa. I yes. just watched that the other night. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was writing this episode, I got back stuck on that on that stupid fucking song. You know, this is the tale. Oh, oh, Captain, Captain Jack, Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Yeah, I don't know what other episode we got stuck on that song. Yeah, there's been a couple. <laughs> you know, The Lonely Island is an excellent band and they deserve more recognition. But uh, so Natalia is showing me these two paintings. The one on the left is blue toned. It shows what I would describe as kind of like a desperado outfit or like a spaghetti Western cowboy outfit. Right. He's got this 
big wide brimmed black hat, um, black, uh, looks like a coat with a bunch of different buttons down it. He is a skeleton, but he has eyeballs and long flowing white hair that's blowing in the wind. Mm. Then on the right, we have an orange toned painting or drawing, and it is that same guy in that same outfit, but this time he's on top of a wagon, he's got a flag, and he's driving a horse. Yeah, he's on a sin wagon. So in Ireland, there's this creature known as a doulahan. Do you know what a doulahan is? I know what a doula is. <laughs> I don't know what a doulahan is, no. A doulahan is this basically grim reaper so his head is tucked under his arm he's got no head okay and a doulahan is actually an entire species hmm. so where the, we think of the grim reaper as just like a guy this right. is like a whole species of entities okay so the head is said to have large eyes and a smile that reaches all the way to the ears they ride a black horse or they have a carriage pulled by black horses and they stop at the house of someone who's about to die. They call that person's name and then immediately that person dies. The Dulahan doesn't like being watched and it's believed that if a Dulahan knows someone's watching them, they lash that person's eyes with a whip and the whip is made from a spine. What the fuck? Or they would toss a basin of blood on a person which marks them for death. To be the next person. Oh to my die. god! And it kind of reminds me of the episode you did where that there was like a a ghost guy that was in a ca like a carriage with black horses. Yes, yeah, that was from the uh, Belmez faces and other Andalusian hauntings. I forget which region that was from, but yeah, it was the second story I told. So here's a picture of a Dulahan if you just want to quickly describe that. Yeah, it looks like uh, one of the three horsemen of the apocalypse to me. It's yeah. it's like this crazy looking de demonic creature all dressed in black with a giant spine whip and it's atop a rearing back black horse. Like if I saw that shit. Would you stare at it and then just or no, like, away? any any of these hypothetical questions you have posed to me this month? I have the same answer. It's not fight or flight for me. It's just heart attack, immediate <laughs> death. If I saw cardiac arrest, if I just saw some demonic ghost dude whipping me in the eyes with a spine, I'd be like, all right, well, it was good to be here. And now my soul is leaving my body. I'm not putting up a fight. That reminds me of a story. Remind me to tell you the story of the nursing home guy when I finish this. What? Okay, so now though we talked about death being males, these are the death as females. In Poland, death has an appearance similar to the traditional Grim Reaper, but instead of a black robe, it wears a white robe. And due to the grammar, death is a female because the word in Polish is like a feminine gender for oh, death. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's mostly seen as an old skeletal woman. And in the times of the Black Plague, death would often be depicted as an old woman known by the name of Pesta, which means plague hag. She wore a black hood and she would go into town carrying either a rake or a broom. If she brought the rake, some people would survive the plague. But if she brought the broom, everyone would die. It's like she's like sweeping yeah. up, right? Because if she's raking, there's those little holes between the rakes and some people could slip between the cracks. But a broom, too many bristles. It's also really annoying to me that like the female version just of cleaning. death is cleaning. Yeah. yeah, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How come the male version of death gets like this badass sickle? I know. And then... And like a fucking beast to ride on yeah. and a spine whip. And then the female is like, here's your rake or your broom. Yeah, and she's <laughs> old as shit. <laughs> is, her name is Hag, right? Yeah. Plague Hag? Yeah. Yes. Not very flattering. 
So in Hindu cultures, in the scriptures from the Hindu culture, rather, the Lord of Death is called Yama or Yamaraha, which literally means the Lord of Death. And they ride a black buffalo and carry a rope lasso that carries the soul back to his personal home. And there's many forms of these reapers, though some say there's only one and he disguises himself as a small child. Then afterwards... All of the person's good deeds and bad deeds are stored and maintained by a different deity. And then they balance those deeds and it allows Yama to decide whether the soul, like where the soul is going to reside in the next life following the theory of reincarnation. Interesting. Also in Japan, we have Shinigami, which are gods of death, like in the anime Death Note. Did you have you ever seen that anime? I know the entire premise because one time my mom made me go to Disneyland with her college friend who had a son that was really into Death Note. And he <laughs> the whole time we were there for hours, he was just explaining to me the entire plot of Death Note. So then I never watched it because I was like, I feel like I already know it. It's super interesting. It was though, very right? interesting. And I have often fantasized about who I would kill if I had a death <laughs> notebook where I could just write someone's name in it yeah i have to say if you're considering getting into anime i don't know if death note is a good one to get into there's like first of all it's fucking confusing because it's written right it's written out like a like a an opera or like a serious drama but then it's also really good yeah it's really dramatic you guys comment below if you think death note is a good anime for a first time like anime watch person. and also leave a comment below if you think mushi sure is yes. is the best one because that was natalia and i got really high and watched that <laughs> together long time ago it's mushi she mushi she yeah oh, okay mushi she will get everyone into anime if you're like oh i don't know about anime i don't know if it's for me watch mushi she especially if you like this podcast it freaked me the fuck out so there's a lot of cultural explanations as to what exactly death does like we talked about but my point is that the personification of death exists throughout a multitude of cultures throughout history and i just like pinpointed a few of them so that we could get an idea of like all these different forms that death comes in but you can go online you can read a bunch of books guys literally every culture culture has their own personification of right. death. And I don't know what's more sketch than that. Yeah, it just seems like there's something to it. Why do all these cultures have a personification of death? I'm assuming you're going to tell me. Often seen in medical settings, like we've talked about. Oh, God. Oh, no. Now. See, now it's too real for me. Now I'm going to get nervous. Okay, go ahead. There's a ton of accounts of specifically nurses or people who work in the medical field where they're surrounded by people who die and pass on to the other side who have claimed that they've had encounters with this personification of death. I'm going to tell you one right now. That is from the perspective of a nurse. Okay. I was running down the hall to my patient's room so I could relieve the nurse in charge. I ran past this room across the central floor nurse's station and I had to run past five rooms before it registered what I saw. I did not believe it. I went back down the hall and stopped at the room. I glanced into it. On the bed was a little gray-haired lady dressed in lace, propped up with pillows. But beside the bed stood this tall figure dressed in a monk's robe with its head covered. It looked up at me when I appeared in the door. His face was a skull with tiny red fires for eyes. No. His hands, skeletal, were patiently folded over each other inside the dark sleeps. My impression was, 
he was just patiently waiting. No. And that's from a book published by Chorvinsky from 1997. I don't like that. From this same book, they talk about these things called NDEs. Do you know what that is? NDE. No. It's Do a... not resuscitate. I know what that is. DNR. No. This will... Uh, it's a near-death experience. Oh, okay, okay. So this next encounter took place during a near-death experience. And some individuals described seeing the Grim Reaper at the foot of their bed during no. a near-death experience. This is a very common thing just that people see when they're about to die is this Grim Reaper at the foot of their bed. The figure is described as wearing a hooded cloak and is often faceless, but occasionally a skeletal figure is visible underneath. The figure often makes individuals feel cold. Most report that the figure simply just fades away when told to leave. For example... A man was interviewed for this book, and his name is Ralph, and he had an encounter with the Grim Reaper after being admitted to the hospital because of a heart attack. He reported suddenly feeling very cold, like below freezing. This is what Ralph said in the interview. At the foot of my bed, on the right side, was a dark, gray, cloaked stranger. He had no face. And the interviewer asked, how did you know it was a he? Ralph said, I don't know. I just knew. The other thing I knew was I wasn't bad enough or sick enough to go with him. So people are describing in the medical field this Grim Reaper entity. Like nurses have seen it and people who are spending time around hospitals have seen it. Whether they're having a near-death experience themselves or... There's just this entity that's walking around. I don't know. I have another story that I'm going to have you read. This was posted to r slash paranormal on Reddit, and it's called The Childhood Encounter with the Grim Reaper or something like it. So you can go ahead and read that to us. I will say that I don't know if you remember this, Natalia. We Natalia and I have a friend who is a very smart uh, ICU nurse, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to use her name because I don't have her permission to tell the story. But she had told us once that, uh, well, I had asked her because she was not raised religious at all or even spiritual, yeah. and I had asked her like, "Hey, is working in the ICU has that like kind of changed your view on mm-hmm. anything?" Because I'm a very curious person. I don't really know what I believe. Sometimes I'm feeling super spiritual, like when I'm on an airplane and I think I'm going to die, and other times I'm like, "There's nothing out there." So. I always like to hear what other people have to say. And she told me, yeah, that her job as an ICU nurse has definitely made her believe in life after death. And she said, you can tell when the soul has left somebody's body. Yeah, I remember her saying that. And I'd asked her, like, what do you mean? And she said that when there's situations where people will be in a vegetative state Mm -hmm. and you can tell, like, besides the monitors are showing, like, no brain activity, she said you can tell, like... You can tell the moment that somebody slips into that state. Yeah. You can tell when they're not coming back because it's they're like their gone. soul is gone. It's like they're just an envelope. Oh, yeah. I know that always that. Oh, I don't know. That always stuck with me. Yeah. OK, guys. So I'm going to read this story that Natalia has just put in front of me from r slash paranormal. So this is part of a thread where someone was asking about, um, like, has anyone had an experience with the Grim Reaper? Okay. And this was their, this was the thread. Okay. So this was written by you slash vault 32. And here she writes, 
childhood encounter with the Grim Reaper or something like it. Eight word summary. I saw the Grim Reaper as a kid. The detailed version is a bit longer if you'll hear me out, as I even question what it was that I most definitely saw that night. I promise this is not r slash no sleep BS. If it sounds like a story, it's because I've told it so often. I'm also excited to post it here after reading very similar accounts that now only seem to support what I saw as a phenomenon. When I was very young, my mom was still a dog breeder of Cocker Spaniels. It was the summer between kindergarten and first grade, very early 1980s, not sure when anymore because I started kindergarten earlier than most. One of the Cockers had just had puppies. She was notoriously a very high-strung dog who was a horrible mother. I'm not sure if she would smother slash carelessly injure or ignore her pups, but for that reason the pups were kept away from her after they fed and put in a laundry basket with a heating pad on low and a towel for the night. Me being a kid and they being puppies, I begged mom to keep the basket in my room that night. The basket of puppies was placed in front of my door to hold it open with a nightlight nearby. As a kid, I needed a nightlight and I also had to have my door open. Fear of the dark and being trapped in it, I guess. All that done, I fell asleep to the whimpers of newborn pups and the sound of the pump in my fish tank. Nothing out of the ordinary at the time. At some point, I awoke in the middle of the night to the frantic squeals and cries of the puppies. But they sounded tinny, distant, like in a tunnel or across a warehouse from me. Even my fish tank sounded off, like my ears were blocked by sinus pressure. I rolled over to check on them or go get my mom, but there was something crouched near the basket. At first I thought it was my mom. I think I even asked mom. It was dark, hunched over, squatting near the laundry basket. What I thought was my mom's nightgown was just a black garment draped over it. The thing's back was to me. The nightlight didn't even illuminate it. If anything, it was smoky and translucent, like ink and water. When I spoke to it, it turned around toward my bed, and I saw a skull in the black shape where a head should be. Sometimes my memory is that it had red dot eyes. Sometimes I remember them being empty and black, but I knew it looked right at me. I swear its jaw snapped open, maybe surprised I saw it, or to scare me. Well, it worked. I screamed. I screamed for my mom in the room just next door. It sounded like my screams went nowhere. Looking back now, I really think the whole room was in a sort of bubble of time or sound, so this thing could do whatever it was doing. The thing pulled back from the basket and spun around, this skull in a cloak, like it was on all fours, but I didn't see hands on the ground. And it started coming towards me, working its jaw. I remember it grinning. I remember it hanging open. It skittered across the 10 to 12 feet from the door to my bedside, and I hid under my blanket. That's all I remember. I guess I passed out. When I woke up, I ran straight to my mom and told her everything, furious as to why she didn't save me. She said she didn't hear a peep, apologized, tried to calm me down. I drew a picture of the cloaked skull sitting beside the basket to describe what I saw. At this point in my life, I had never seen Reaper iconography. I had no idea what I was drawing. I knew what a skull was, but that was the extent of my quote-unquote death knowledge. She kept the drawing in her jewelry box, and later she put it in a Bible. It's since been long lost. Flash forward years later, I'm probably 10, and I see my first depiction of the classic Grim Reaper in art, on the cover of an old Hitchcock short story paperback. It blows my mind. 
Besides the scythe, it's the closest thing to what I saw. I go to my mom, flabbergasted, to again show her what I saw. At this point, I guess she thinks I'm old enough to be told that three puppies had died that night, and she had removed them before I woke up. But that was in the sunny morning, not in the dark night. She admits she believes I saw something, and she had no explanation for what it was, and that there are some things that we just don't understand. So now I'm an adult, and I've been pretty skull-and-death obsessed ever since. I still believe in the paranormal, but have had no other encounters. There was even a period around 10 to 12 where I talked to the darkness in my room, trying to bring it back so that I could ask it questions. It never returned. So feel free to tell me I had a nightmare or sleep paralysis or a night hag. I don't know if I saw the reaper or an energy vampire, a dimensional demon, a ghost, whatever. I don't have that answer, but I saw it. I had no exposure to death imagery beforehand. Animals died in its presence. I have never been able to remove the image of it from my mind. So please tell me what you think it was. What do you think it was? That's fucking insane. Kids, first of all, children are creepy to me because they are closer. If we believe in the theory of reincarnation, like some of those cultures you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. their grim reaper weighs whether or not you're going to be reincarnated. So if we believe in reincarnation, then a child is closer to their past life than any of us. And that's why some children say creepy shit like, oh, I was a soldier on the battlefield or whatever. So I believe that, like, why would a child lie? You know what I mean? Why would a child lie about what they saw in their room? Right. There's no reason. There's no reason. And that's why children's stories freak me the fuck out because I'm like, there's no reason for them to lie. Well, in that story, too, he says the next morning some puppies died. Yeah. So I'm wondering then that Grim Reaper maybe was there, like, wondering whether it should take those puppies or not. And maybe. And ultimately marked them. I don't know. Or maybe he got interrupted. So the puppies, like, he was only halfway through taking their souls. And so it took a little bit of time for the puppies to die. My plan of indoctrinating you into this philosophy of the Grim Reaper being an actual entity is working. Yeah. Oh, I'm already on board. Are you ready to go? Remember how I said this was going to go off the rails? Yeah. Oh, are we going off the rails now? We're starting. All right. Let me buckle the fuck up. Hold on. Let me tie my robe up tight. So in my research, I went on Quora. (laughs) Yeah, I love Quora. Yes. And someone asked if the Grim Reaper was real. And this was the response. Okay, I'm going to have you read this because this is fucking I love Cora. This is a response to the question, is the Grim Reaper real on Cora? Okay, so this is the top rated answer by Eric Eck and his qualification. You have to put your qualification on Cora. Like, why are you qualified to answer this question? Mm -hmm. He says, I studied at Grim Reaper. Mm -hmm. So like the university he studied at is Grim Reaper. That's really silly to me. Okay, he says, yes, I am. I guided the spirits through the afterlife. I know the angels and the demons made a deal with the devil. I know Gematria, what the Bible is coded with, and I will be decoding the Bible shortly. I am the Grim Reaper. The world has changed. You just don't know it yet. By the time you realize it, it will be too late. Now, that might sound just like some trolling whatever, but this person has commented like hundreds of times on several different things that are similar and claims to be the Grim Reaper and claims to have some like inside knowledge of what's happening. And 
I I just find that to be really creepy because <laughs> even if he's just a troll, why has he spent that much time right going through? Like it's almost like scarier to think of just a normal person possessed by some random thought that they're going to go on like a manic spree of right. just like commenting that they're the angel of death. And okay, but all this shit. What if? The Grim Reaper is actually just a neck beard that hangs out in his mom's basement on Quora. And then every once in a while, he gets called away to take someone's soul. That would be very scary. Wow. 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 Really, neckbeard slander happens a lot on this podcast. Well, don't have one. I feel like at this point, people should just know it's not a good look. So now I'm going to show you a video encounter with a Grim Reaper. Okay. So... This video is of a crash of a car, and I'll just go ahead and have you what? watch Wait, it. this is a, a real video? It's yeah, not it's like from a... a dash cam. Okay. Natalia is showing me a YouTube video entitled Seven Real Videos That Captured the Grim Reaper from YouTube.com slash The Darkest Secret. Okay, so I'm looking at a car. What you see on screen is a dash cam of a vehicle going full speed over a hill. information of this video details that the co-pilot lost his life, but the driver survived to realize something terrifying. If you slow down this video, you could witness a strange form that was observing each person from the highway. Oh, shit. It was a stranger that startled the driver and provoked the car to turn over. Oh, fuck. Maybe it was there to take the life of the co-pilot. I don't like that. Whatever it is, this video is not a hoax. There really was a person with a black hood. Okay, I'm pausing this video. Let me describe it to our blind and visually impaired listeners. So Natalia is showing me this YouTube video, and I'm sure you could hear the narration. It's basically a person in a car. They're driving down a two-lane highway that's on the edge of a cliff. And as the video goes on, the person very quickly drifts accidentally into the opposite lane and then goes straight off the cliff and rolls and a rolls a bunch of times. Yeah. And at first, when I was watching it not in slow motion, that object that they point to, I thought I was like, oh, it's a boulder or something because you're not really focused on it as the video is happening. But when they slow it down, it is absolutely the outline. It's like the silhouette of a person. Mm hmm. Wearing a black cloak. Right. And the narrator says, well, if it was just like a regular person, maybe that's what startled the driver and caused them to drift because there's this person just hanging off the side of a cliff yeah. staring at them. Yeah. But I don't know. That's really eerie. Here's another video. What you're about to see is similar to the accident in our number four post. It's possible it was mounted since it's about an event with fatal results. It was captured by a security camera. In it, you can see three cyclists dangerously passing by a truck. Why would you that do is that? When the last one loses his direction and falls underneath the vehicle's tires. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God, I don't like watching these kinds of videos. Oh, my God. Okay, good. Oh, thank God they didn't show it. I do not like watching people die. He gets out to help, but what no one ever thought to witness is what you will see in continuation. Okay. A strange human form materializes on the side of the truck. Oh, whoa. That is creepy. That's weird. Okay, so what Natalia just showed me, uh, as you could hear the narrator saying, there's a semi-truck 
on a fast moving road, I assume a highway, but mm-hmm. I don't know why cyclists are allowed on there. And there are, are, there's a group of cyclists in a single file line and they're trying to pass this semi. Mm-hmm. And as they're going by the last cyclist in the line, thank God they paused it. I am not the kind of person that can watch like live leak shit where somebody actually dies, but uh, he gets dragged underneath the tire of the semi truck. But the video skips that part of the actual death, thank fuck. And then it shows this weird shadowy, again, like the silhouette of a person coming up the side of this tire. And it looks, it it doesn't look like it's doctored to me. It's like a smoky looking, like, because my first thought was, is, I mean, this sounds bad, but like, is this blood splatter like you just got fucking pulverized underneath a semi but it doesn't look like that it like hangs in the air and it moves around in the shape of a silhouette of a human and it's not in a place where a human could be no like on it's like half on inside the truck and half on the outside yes yeah it's like in between a wall like a ghost would be yeah it's come it's going in and out of the tractor trailer yeah yeah super creepy i mean those two videos super scary yeah Go to our Instagram, guys, because you guys need to see these. At Let's Get Haunted. Follow at Let's Get Haunted. (laughs) Uh, Follow us. ASMR. Follow us at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram and Twitter. It will give you nightmares. Yes, it will. It It gives me nightmares every night. opposite of ASMR. It gives me a lot of anxiety. Why do I do this podcast when I have an anxiety disorder? I really can't tell you. (laughs) So this next story is posted to yourghoststories.com. And it's by Brooke. Love that website. It says the author is a middle-aged adult. The date of the entry is May 12th, 2008. It takes place in West Virginia in the United States. It says, In the summer of 1996, I was sharing an apartment in Huntington, West Virginia. My roommate and I were having similar experiences, but didn't discuss it to each other until I had the scariest moment of my life, supernaturally. What led up to my experience was on different occasions. My roommate and I were having something tapping our feet while we slept. I was sleeping on the couch downstairs one night after falling asleep watching a late night movie. At the end of the couch where my feet were, I kept feeling a thud, like something was hitting the end of the couch where my feet were. This happened a few times on different late nights. Later, my roommate confided that she had something smack her bare feet at night while she was asleep. One evening, arriving home after work at the local pawn shop where I was a secretary, I walked into the apartment and no one was home. So I walked through the kitchen where the answering machine was located to check the messages. Something in the apartment felt off to me. Like something in the room felt weird. Like someone was there even though no one was physically there. I can't really put it into words. I checked the machine and had my back turned. All of a sudden, something or someone tapped me very hard three times on my right shoulder. Mm. Frightened, I didn't dare turn around. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw what looked like a long, bony finger with three raised bony knuckles. The apparition was kind of cartoonish in that it was blue and green, but really bright. I stood still and really didn't know what to do. Then I heard a voice that haunts me to this day. Nobody's home, it said in a deep, guttural, angry 
tone. Calmly, but with the hair on my back of my neck standing up, I walked through the living room and went upstairs to the bedroom and locked the door. About an hour later, my roommate arrived home. I called down to her in a frightened yet excited voice and told her what happened. Being the accepted, ghostly kind of person she is, she believed me and recounted our feet experiences that evening with me. To this day, I think about what happened to me and it scares me to death. It never bothered me again and I try not to think about it too much to give it energy to come back for another visit. Whatever it was, it seemed very large and very tall. I felt it was about seven feet tall, standing behind me and black, almost like a Grim Reaper type of thing. And it felt very evil. <sighs> what do you think of that? Sounds like something was coming to take someone's soul in that apartment. Or I don't know. It was just like fucking with them. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe, maybe it was, was trying to find the neighbor and then it like, hey, uh, can you guide me to... Maybe if it was like a demon or an entity, like they feed on your fear, right? So right. she said it looked cartoonish and scary. So maybe it was trying to scare her and it was like tapping on their feet and stuff, you know, and like, and, and said nobody's home. And ugh, I also don't like that it tapped three times. Three is a very haunted number. So on this Reddit thread, which uh, is a now deleted user account on r slash paranormal in a thread called people who claim to have seen the Grim Reaper slash death, what is your story? This person writes, I've never seen an embodiment of death, but I very much felt him when my grandfather was dying. It had a real physical presence and was responding to the emotions of everyone in the home. It would even focus on individuals like someone listening to others speak. It filled the room, but felt like it was sitting at his side, watching. It was very patient. It wanted him to have all of his goodbyes and took him quietly once it had. It was heavy, but warm and peaceful, like the best kind of sleepy feeling. This had a very angel of death presence, not a grim reaper presence, and it was definitely an entity that I felt even though I had no figure to ever see it. It was observing everything while it waited for the right time. And it tried to be more in the background so it wouldn't detract from our last few days with my grandfather. Death was kind and thoughtful, even loving. I couldn't ever be afraid of death after feeling it like this. So in that case... That's nice. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of what some of the nurses were saying in that medical sen- uh, like setting when people were dying. They just felt like it was this spirit like just waiting. You right. Know, yeah. Waiting, waiting patiently. Someone. It's not necessarily dragging you anywhere violently. You know, it's not taking your life violently. It's just waiting for you to be ready to pass on. Another user named Anxious Spades 13 wrote, when I was a teenager, my mom said her bedroom door swung open and she saw the Grim Reaper standing in the next room. At the same time, my sister said she had woken up and opened her eyes. She saw the Grim Reaper standing in the room with her. Then she shut her eyes and opened them again, but he was in her face. Ew. Two weeks later, my grandfather died. Ugh, that's like a premonition. A premonition or like, I don't know, but why Why is he going in other people's face? Is he like, is this the person? Maybe he has really bad eyesight because he has no eyes because his eyes are just fireballs, according to that one account. Oh, so he like true. has to get really, really close. Right. 
now I'm going to show you a video. It's actually like it's like one of those shitty YouTube videos <laughs> where it's just a photo that was taken and then it's like a bunch of like text on top of it. But you can um, look at it. Love it. Okay. So <laughs> so this YouTube video is called Incredible Picture of the Grim Reaper. Real picture, not fake with like seven exclamation points. And I'm going to hit play. Photo taken in October 2011 of my two sons. If you look closely over my son's head on the right, you will see what could be the Grim Reaper. Oh, I do see it. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, it also could be a trash bag on a, on a tree branch. But... <laughs> oh, God, this is funny. And now the video says, Death hitted two houses down that road the very same day with like seven exclamation points. So I'm pausing the video. I'll tell you what it looks like. Um, it is a video of two little boys running in a rural area. There's a like photo. a rural oh, photo. photo. There's like a rural dirt road and a bunch of um, like, looks like a forest on yeah. either side, like maybe Virginia or something like that, a place like that. And in the background, it looks like a hooded skeleton is in mm -hmm. the background there. Yeah. And then two days later, someone died in their neighborhood down the street. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now, this next photo was taken by a woman who was photographing a scene for the fire department of a car crash. Okay. And the woman who was driving the car swerved to miss a dog in the road, and she escaped with only a broken arm. But when the photos were developed, there's this image of a glowing figure standing in front of the wreck. And people think maybe this is the angel of death. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what it looks like. So Natalia is showing me a photo of it just in an, a decimated car yeah it's like whoever would have been driving that would have definitely died yeah and it so this woman survived it says yeah woman swerved to miss a dog on the road and escaped with only a broken arm and then you can see that there's this white glowing again silhouette of what appears to be a human but it's translucent it's almost like a fog but it it's like the shape of a human and so i wonder since this woman survived maybe this isn't the grim reaper it's like an angel that somehow saved her right i mean it's definitely it definitely doesn't look like just normal thing though sketch yeah sketch now this next photo was taken in this Wiedenbeck cemetery which is in daventry england by a photographer called dean johnson and he went to the cemetery to prove ghosts aren't real which <laughs> i don't know how you do that or why you're so obsessed that you're gonna go like to a cemetery also to yeah oh i'm gonna go to a cemetery to prove that ghosts aren't real well then why do you need like there's nothing to prove if you think I they're know. not real like how do you do that but yeah anyways okay sir so <laughs> anyways this guy sees this hooded figure hovering over a grave site so he snaps a photo of it and when he snaps the photo this is what he saw and this to me is one of the more compelling images yeah i don't like this it so, looks like a hooded figure though right yeah there so it is a nighttime shot of a cemetery it's old as fuck as most things in europe are and there's these old as shit headstones. I don't even think you can read them. Really old cemetery plots. And then in front of these plots is like a misty figure, but it looks like it's wearing a hood. 
Yeah, it looks like it's wearing a hood. And it's weird because that's not the only photo that looks like that. So there's another photo, which I'm going to show you now, which was taken at a cemetery. This photo was posted to hauntedhovel.com by someone named Amy Jones. And she writes, on the 18th of October, 2009, me and a few friends went to a graveyard to snap some photos for a ghost hunt. And this photo seemed to be just missed on the camera. But when we went home and uploaded it to the computer, we realized what it really was. My mother passed away nine days later. It scared me thinking that I had dabbled in something I shouldn't have, or maybe it was a warning sign of some sort. And you can see in this photo, it's very similar to that missed photo I just showed you. So this lady went to a graveyard with some of her friends and was taking pictures. And again, you can see in the background these old as shit gravestones. And then in front, this one is much closer than the other photo. This figure is like standing right in front of her. It's a misty, foggy looking translucent white and black. And it looks like a hooded figure again. And it's like really similar to the consistency of the other photo that was taken at the cemetery. Yeah, definitely. Like it, it just, it really looks, I don't know. It looks like that's the same Grim Reaper or it's his brother. Personal anecdote from yours truly. Oh. When I was 18, I just moved to LA. Me and my friends would go and play in this cemetery that was in Santa Monica, across mm-hmm. from Santa Monica College. And we would just play hide and go seek in there. And then the cops literally came and told us to go home because gang activity, I guess, would go on at night in cemeteries, they yeah. said. But what if they were really just trying to save me from, from the, the Grim, Grim Reaper? Reaper. Now, this next photo was taken by a woman named Kirstie Clinch, and she posted it to her Snapchat. She was trying to take a photo of her location, which was this fish and chips shop, but there's a figure that looks like the Grim Reaper that showed up next to the fish and chip shop on the side of the shop. Well, even Grim Reapers have to eat. Um, Yeah, it. I mean, again, looks like a hooded skeleton dude he looks creepy too he's like kind of in the alley by the fish and chip shop oh and the name of the fish and chip shop is creme de la cod which is silly and and it's kind of looking around the corner like it really wants to go in and get some fish but it's not sure if it would be well received but this is super creepy so when you look up that fish and chip shop creme de la cod look at the photo from google street images what it's right next to it is right next to my eyesight is not that good let me pull this closer to me Oh, it's a funeral care center. So it shares an alley with a funeral home center. That is creepy. You know what? It's probably clocked in for work at the funeral home. It's like assisting (laughs) these souls moving on to the afterlife. And then it clocked out of its shift and it was like, I really just want some fried fish. Right. Or maybe he was just like on his smoking break. Yeah. I don't know. There's an idea. So this photo was taken by two British men who were on vacation in Abu Dhabi and they were very drunk in this photo. (laughs) And they said that this this Grim Reaper type thing was following them in the window like it was keeping pace with the bus they were on. And I'll have you look at it. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, no. Okay, so this is, yeah, it's a picture. One of the guys is taking a picture of his friend on this bus, and the friend is ducking down underneath the window, and then in the reflection is this black hooded figure that's, like, facing the wrong way. So it's not, like, just somebody walking down the street keeping pace. It's, like, floating up by the window, staring down. 
and it's it looks like a skull right yeah like, it looks like a skeleton yeah so i wonder maybe they like it was warning them of impending doom maybe i don't know. I, I have no idea that guy does look very drunk though yeah <laughs> well maybe they were he was gonna die maybe he was gonna be so drunk that he died alcohol poisoning and then the grim reaper came and save him yeah or maybe that whole bus was going to go under and then the grim reaper saw them just having a good time and was like you know what i'll let them live another day yeah. i'll go to crim de la cod instead <laughs> so this story is archived so i'm unable to read it but i found a video that features a narration of the story which i am going to play for you right now okay this story was posted by ld the folklore section of rootsweb.com. Now, I've always heard it told that if you see the Grim Reaper, that he's coming for you and you're as good as toast. Well, I'm one who lived to tell about it. And here's the story. Me, my sister and a boyfriend were getting kind of antsy one Sunday after church, so we decided to load up and run into town to get something to eat. Well, we live about 30 minutes from town, but we made it there and chowed down and were on our way back. We were about halfway there when we passed the Friendship Cemetery. Now, I don't know what made me take a good long look at that place that night, but I did, and what I saw scared me pretty bad. Standing there between the gate and some trees was what I took to be the Grim Reaper. There he stood, tall and menacing. You couldn't see his face, but the dark cloak that hid it was enough for me. My sister saw him too. Her boyfriend slammed on the brakes and we did a U-turn for a closer inspection. Of course, he wasn't there, so we headed on home. Not a word was spoken between us. That night, a couple of hours later, I lay in my bed trying to get to sleep, but I only succeeded in being able to stare at the ceiling. That's when I heard it. Scratch, scratch, on the window. I sat bolt upright. My first thought was that it was my sister's boyfriend. This was not a funny joke, but then I remembered he had to drive back to college that night. It couldn't be him. I told myself I was just imagining things. I laid back down, but not before turning on the closet light. It wasn't but a minute before it happened again, but this time it was more intense. Scratch, scratch. Before I could even think about it, I sprinted to my sister's room and jumped in the bed with her. The next morning I woke up feeling pretty stupid. It was all just a dream. At least that's what I thought until I walked into my room. My window was open, the screen tossed into the yard. My curtains were on the floor. The only other thing was my pillow. It looked like it had been torn in half, like it had been slashed with something long and sharp. I guess he had just decided he didn't want me that bad. And you know what? I'm not offended in the least. Yeah, that's super creepy. Yeah. Right? It just like it was tapping on the window so it, it saw them it clearly followed their car mm -hmm. right it saw them flip a bitch by the cemetery like make right. a u-turn and that maybe that's why it disappeared like they didn't see it standing there anymore because it was already following them by that point and then he gets home he hears this tapping on his window goes to sleep in his sister's room and then the next morning it's like someone took a scythe yeah. and slashed his pillow in half. I know. But, yeah, it's ugh. creepy. In all of these first-hand accounts, it, that's what I mean when I'm saying like the Grim Reaper, I don't really know what it what it wants or what it is or are these a bunch of different entities that have different wants and needs? Is this like the Dulahund where it's like an entire species? Right. 
is it like one guy who's just like can be everywhere at once like santa like yeah. what is it is it a cryptid i don't know um but remember earlier how i told you that i like to remind me to tell you the nursing home story about the guy yes yes okay so apparently in 1961 there was this 87 year old guy named harry meadows and this is true story this is like this is real his real name was harry meadows Yes, he okay. really existed in 1961. He was 87. And he was a resident at this nursing home called the Hasselmere Home for the Elderly, which was in Great Yarmouth, England. And he basically, <laughs> this is not funny, but basically he accidentally killed another three residents of what? the comb because he dressed up as the Grim Reaper and peered through the resident's lounge window while he was holding a scythe. No. And then the people in there all saw him and three of them like just died of a from heart attack. Fear. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. And then the year before that, this is not related, but it was at the same place. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the year before Harry like dressed up as this grim reaper and accidentally killed three people another resident of the same home who was 81 years old at the time and their name was gladys elton for reasons we can never know decided to perform a strip tease for her fellow residents <laughs> at right. the home and she did this striptease dance, and unfortunately, it caused another death of one of the residents <laughs> I'm sorry, by a cardiac arrest. And then treatment for shock. They had to treat five of the other residents for shock, and one died. This sounds like a non-consensual striptease. Like, she just decided, you know what, I'm going to, without warning, right. I'm going to do this nice little Chippendales routine. And because of these two things happening back to back in such a short amount of time, this nursing home closed as a result of those two incidences. You know, I've heard that nursing homes are a lot like when you go to college the first time and you're in a dorm situation, right. like people are just fucking left and right in nursing homes. That I guess, yeah, I guess um, STDs are like rampant in nursing homes. But if you think about it, if you're already in a nursing home, that's basically end of life care. Like yeah. why, why would you care if you get herpes? Like, yeah, it's like, who gives a shit? Yeah, at that point you're just so free. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about, oh, am I going to have to, like, live the rest of my life, like, and, and take some medication and do all this stuff? It's like, probably not. And that's like, no, no, there's no reason to. And in fact, your spouse is already dead. So, right. like, you don't have to have an awkward conversation with your partner about it. Now, let's talk about, <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> let's talk about the theories. Okay, I'm ready. So it was Gladys. It was Gladys. Case closed. She was doing a striptease in all of these different cemeteries. Was the Grim Reaper behind that striptease? Is the yes. Grim Reaper behind every death ever? Or is it just some deaths? I'm going to go ahead and take the controversial opinion because that's what we do on this show. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that the Grim Reaper causes... Well, I don't know. Okay. So I guess there's a couple subcategories, right? Because you were telling me some people think that it causes death. Right. Some people think it just knows when you're going to die and it's sitting there waiting for you so that it can like help you pass on to the other right. side. Some people think that it like feeds off your death. Some people think that you can bargain with death. I actually, you know what, as I'm saying these out loud and thinking about it, I would like to believe that you can bargain with death, like in The Sims. Mm -hmm. Because we have heard some near-death experience stories from listener stories that have been written in. Um, we've had a few people write in about what it's like to be in a coma. Mm -hmm. And I would like to think 
that there is a way where if you're not ready to go, you don't have to go because otherwise the alternative is like the alternative is so sad to me. That's actually that's actually what my greatest fear is when it comes to death. I am afraid that I will die and I will know I'm about to die and I will know that there's nothing I can do. And that to me is so terrifying. So if there is an entity that comes that you can talk to and be like, hey, man, I'm really not ready to go. That actually, in a weird way, although it's creepy, is more comforting to me. Because you have some control. Yeah, there's a little semblance of control. Right. Yeah, I mean, like we said, some people think the Grim Reaper is like a neutral character just here to harvest souls and provide order in the cycle of life. And then and then, the, if that's the reason, then there's not really a reason to fear the Reaper if right. you do see it because they're not equal or not evil and then some people think like the mothman that grim reapers here to warn us of impending doom or they show up where there's stuff about to go down kind of like that car crash we saw right like was that grim reaper thing there because he knew there was going to be a death or did he cause it or i don't know some people think that the grim reaper is bad it's an evil entity that feeds on the dead but i am not sure about that based off of the evidence that we've seen because so there's this idea that evil things can't be on hallowed ground. Do you know what hallowed ground is? Is that like holy ground? Yes. Okay. I thought it was hallowed ground. And like I have been like just misunderstanding what that meant forever. Because remember in a Hocus Pocus, they're like, the witches can't step on hallowed ground. And yeah. They couldn't step yeah. in the cemetery. But I had thought they that was just like their English pronunciation. Oh, of the of word hollow? hallowed ground. Oh, how funny. So I went my whole life believing that that was what that was about until today when I saw that it was spelled H-A-L-L-O-W-E-D. <laughs> this is an educational podcast, even for us. Yeah. So if that is a demon of some sort, then he wouldn't be able to be on the cemeteries. And right. those people wouldn't be able to take photos or see these um, beings at cemeteries. But alternatively, maybe those cemeteries aren't hallowed ground like maybe they're claiming that it's this godly cemetery but maybe the people who run the cemeteries are part of this deep ponzi scheme where they just harvest organs we don't know we don't know or as you said the santa monica police told you maybe right. the the ground that was originally hallowed because everyone was receiving their proper funerary rites maybe it becomes unholy because of like mortals like you and I who mm -hmm. go into the cemetery and some of them have nefarious purposes right. and maybe people are like murdering people out there doing drug transactions yeah. out there kidnapping people out there having sex out there and maybe that creates mm -hmm. an unholy situation where the Grim Reaper can step onto the property. Yeah, or maybe like a bunch of bad people are buried in the cemetery. That's true too. And they're all just pretending like they were good, but yeah. they weren't. Mm -hmm. now, Much to think about. There's this ideal idea of the angel of death. Then it comes to us from the Bible, but there's a lot of other cultures that have it. But there's basically a bunch of really creepy Bible quotes that I'm going to read off to you before okay. we finish this. I'm ready. This quote, I, I, it's not a quote, it's a verse, right? When it comes yeah, to the verse. Bible. Yeah, okay. Bible verse. <laughs> this <laughs> Bible verse comes from Exodus 12:23. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and the two sides of the posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not let the destroyer come to your house to spite you. Do you know what that's from? Yeah, that's from the story of uh, Passover where they took the blood and they um, drew it on the door frame so that the angel of death would pass over their house instead of taking their firstborn. 
the, the soul. firstborn son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Super creepy. Yeah. And that's how Moses survived, right? I believe. Yes. According yeah. to the biblical story of Moses. Right. Yes. Okay. This one comes to us from Isaiah 10.5. Assyria is the whip of my anger. His military strength is my weapon upon this godless nation, doomed and damned. He will enslave them and plunder them and trample them like dirt beneath his feet. But the king of Assyria will not know that it is I who sent him. He will merely think he is attacking my people as part of his plan to conquer the world. So this is about some sort of, is it God saying this or the angel of death saying this or just whomever? I don't know. I some entity. Scary, okay. So, so some <laughs> some omniscient presence is luring this guy to get killed in battle. Yes. But this reminded me of that one guy that responded on Korra and said that he was the the, the Grim, Grim Reaper, Reaper uh-huh. and he was like angry and had these original translations of the Bible or something. Yeah. That, the neckbeard Grim Reaper. Yes, yes. I feel like that like goes with him, that quote, yeah. for some reason. Now, this verse comes from Thessalonians 2, 3. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellions comes first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. What does that have to do with the Grim Reaper, Natalia? I don't know. (laughs) Well, to me, I kind of translated it as like, maybe this is, this is like the Grim Reaper is playing God. Oh, okay. Like Grim Reaper is the narrator of this passage? Like if we believe that the Grim Reaper is not working. Oh, I see what you're saying. Is like an entity that comes and takes souls. Yeah. Because in the Bible, you believe that if you're saved, right, like your soul is taken by God and you go with God, right? Right. So if the Grim Reaper is taking your soul and he's not like this godly, like he's not like working as a contracted laborer for God, right? then he's doing what that quote is talking about. Yeah, like like God didn't pay his uh, business taxes. He didn't set up his LLC right and he's not able to make his payroll. And now this Grim Reaper is no longer his employee. The son of destruction. Yeah. He's like an outside contractor. Is he working for God? Is he working for the devil? Is he his own thing? We don't know. We don't know. So some people believe that the Grim Reaper is just like another name for this angel of death. And other people believe that it's like literally the Antichrist. Oh. So I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it's think, definitely... I think it comes down to like whether it's bad or good. Right, right, right. Well, I guess it could also be neutral in those cases of where it's just literally sitting there waiting for someone to pass. Mm-hmm. Like, so in that case, you wouldn't be able to bargain with it. So it's not like it's giving you the option to live or die. Um, again, I think that for me, in order for me to sleep tonight, I am going to go with the theory that you can bargain with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with the theory that it is a neutral entity that is not making a decision to take you to a bad place or a good place i think perhaps it's just leading you into the cycle of reincarnation Mm. because as i've said on this podcast before if i can choose any way to go i want reincarnation and i don't want to know about my past life the idea of ceasing to exist is terrifying to Mm -hmm. me And I'm not comfortable with it at all. And maybe with age, you become more comfortable with that idea. Um, And I also am not super comfortable with the idea of like, 
moving on to another plane where you're just a ball of light and you kind of float there for all of eternity. That frightens me as well. So if there's a way for reincarnation to happen, that's what I want. So that being said, I think the Grim Reaper is this entity that takes you by the hand, but you can bargain with it if you're not ready to go. But if you are ready to go, it takes you by the hand and recycles your soul. Interesting. That's what I think. Wow. What do you think? I don't know. I feel like to me, all of the these stories that I told or photos or videos, they all seem to be dealing with some sort of spirit that's like around death. But a lot of them feel really different from each other. Yeah. You know? In the medical sense, some of these people are saying like, oh, this was like a, a just a happy presence. Like it was a warm, comforting, feeling, comforting, just waiting. And then in other cases, it was more of like an evil presence. And right. And someone even mentioned that maybe it was like an energy vampire or a demon or something like that and as we know on this podcast demons often disguise themselves as other things whether to scare you more or to just trick you like there's no really rhyme or reason to it so I don't I don't know I'm interested to see what our listeners think I know you guys we have the benefit of having people from all different cultures and all different experiences and age groups and religions so I'm sure some of you guys have some stories yourself or some deeper understanding maybe someone has the missing link maybe someone's like here's the deal there's a university of grim reapers out there and I'm an intern and I'm learning and I wrote on Quora yeah that's me. Wow. I went to the University of Grim Reapers. <laughs> yeah. Leave a comment at Let's Get Haunted on the photo dump for this episode if you have the answers. Mm-hmm. That was very interesting, Natalia. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe it also depends on the person. If Again, if the person is in so much pain and they've already lived a long life, like in that example of that grandparent that passed on and then the grandson said oh it was like a very comforting warm presence maybe at that point you're ready to go and so it is like greeting you with open arms versus that kid that got crushed under that semi truck from that video of him on a bike I mean that kid's clearly not ready to go and so then that's why you have kind of this almost foreboding violent looking image of this like ghostly smoke cloud that's like going in and out of the tractor trailer and yeah i don't know yeah i mean you guys go to the instagram and look at all this scary stuff that we're showing yeah i'm gonna have nightmares tonight for sure thank you for this you're very welcome (laughs) and natalia when we next meet again it will be in person Mm -hmm. in june Mm -hmm. and you'll have a baby hopefully I feel like he's never going to come out. Oh, he's going to come out. I went for a five-mile hike yesterday. Jesus Christ. And nothing happened. And that's, like, a lot. Like, I feel like people who aren't pregnant, like, that would be a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, he did not budge at all. Well, he's strong. That's good. (laughs) He's coming out. Don't you worry. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Alyssa, for listening to uh, my episode on El Grim Reaper. Yeah. Hell yeah, La Muerte. Would you like to do our sign-off? Absolutely. Um, BRB, gotta go order fish and chips from Creme de la Cod and give it to the Grim Reaper who's off-duty from his long hours at the funeral home. (laughs) Bye. Bye!
My sources for this episode include Britannica.com, RNSeuss.com, a news article on Express.co.uk called Life After Death, Proof Hell Near Death Experience NDE, and a video on YouTube called Scary Real Life Encounters with the Grim Reaper by a user named Shrouded Hand, Reddit r slash paranormal, Cora, I am the soulkeeper.wordpress.com, and of course, Wikipedia and Wikibin.org.